0: Productions. Algar, productions. Algar, productions. Algar, productions. Algar Productions. And now the continuing story of Contentment Corner, starring Sabrina Snyder as Thelma Stanwick and Jason Wallace as Joe Conklin. Previously, Thelma Stanwick, a reporter for the Contentment Corner Gazette was experiencing some friction in a relationship with high school history teacher and museum curator Joe Conklin. Here's how that ended. I'm sorry, Joe, but I'm afraid you're just not the right man for me. The right man has a rich, soothing baritone, and he's smart. He knows everything that's happening in this town, and then he tells it all to you in that sexy, sexy voice. Well, I couldn't possibly hope to measure up to such a man. Go to him, with my blessing. And if things don't work out, maybe you could give me his number? Okay, fine. That's not what happened. It's just, she can do so much better than him, you know? Uh, Sorry, this is all somehow becoming a lot creepier sounding on the short walk between brain and mouth. Let's try this again. Here's how that ended.
1: Could have gone better.
0: We now join Thelma several blocks from this scene. She's still pretty steamed because, as I may have mentioned, that guy is kind of a jerk. Alright, I'll stop editorializing now right after I tell you that he's the kind of person who thinks 10% is an acceptable tip for a waiter or a waitress. Jerk.
2: I don't know who I'm more mad at. Him for clearly hiding something or myself for letting him get away with it for so long. Him. Definitely him. The sun will be up soon. I wonder if this will all look any better in the cold, harsh light of day. I doubt it. What the heck? Did that guy just emerge from a hole in the ground? Hello? Hey, you? Where did you come- Hey, stop a minute! Sorry, no time! <sighs> Brady, you're open! Hang on a minute, why are you open? It's 5 a.m. I thought you couldn't serve liquor until Merchants
0: noon. Merchants may sell sealed containers of alcohol to accommodate day fishermen.
2: That's beautiful. What's that, Wordsworth? Listen, I need to use your phone. Yeah, right. So, can I use your phone?
0: I don't know, can you?
2: May I? I don't know, may you? Please let me use your phone. Nope. What do you mean, nope? I need to make an important call.
0: Phones for customers only.
2: All right. Give me a cup of coffee.
0: I got coffee. This is a bar.
2: All right. Give me a beer, then.
0: Merchants may sell sealed containers. Right.
2: This is where I came in. Okay, then. Give me a bottle of... I don't know. Something cheap. You going fishing? What? No, what's the difference?
0: Merchants may sell sealed containers oh, of. Elk.
2: Fine! I'm going fishing. I'm hoping to bag some seahorses. Maybe one of those plesiosaurs. And some swordfish. Good eating on a swordfish, especially in that pointy mouth part. Mmm, sharp.
0: Nah, I don't believe you.
2: Oh, good.
1: Thelma, there you are.
2: I have nothing to say to you, Joseph.
1: Come on, Thelma. We're not just going to let things end like that, are we? Can't we talk this out?
2: No, I'm
1: working. In a bar. At 5 a.m.
2: Hey, why is this
1: bar open at 5 a.m.?
0: Merchants may sell sealed containers of alcohol. I
2: hope you enjoy that little speech of his as much as I have. Lo, these past five minutes. Now, if you'll excuse me... Selma, where are you going? Not that it's any of your business, but I saw a man emerge from a hole in the ground a few minutes ago, and I was trying to call Mary to see if she wanted me to go investigate. And
1: what'd she say? Uh, and say it in a voice. I love it when you do that little impression.
2: Haven't we established that this is none of your business? Honey, I'm concerned for you. I'm... Hey, what are you doing?
1: What is that?
2: <clears throat> this appears to be the handle to the big metal door that guy jumped out of. If you insist on hanging around, can you at least give me a hand with it?
1: I'm not sure you should be opening strange doors you find in the dirt.
2: And I'm not sure you should be toying with the affections of a woman who can pull open a giant metal door unaided. You're not
1: going down there, are you?
2: Let's see. Investigate a strange, undocumented structure in my town, or stay here and argue with my ex-fiance. The reporter in me says check out the structure. And the rest of me, well... Hmm. The rest of me says the same thing. Go home, Joe. Thelma,
1: what is this place?
2: Oh no, it's the size of an airplane hangar, and this equipment—I can't tell what half this stuff even does. I assume it must be some kind of government. Damn it! Get out of here. My sense of wonder and my anger with you are mutually exclusive.
1: This stuff must cost millions.
2: I mean it, Conklin. You don't belong here. Yeah, and neither do you. And who wants to be alone
1: when the scary black helicopters show up and drag you off to be deprogrammed?
2: Cassette tapes look like they contain a detailed record of whatever it is they do here. Oh, well that's handy. Don't. Touch. Anything. Let's see here. This one has several asterisks drawn on it. June 8th,
0: 1987. Defying all expectations, the signal was answered today. The image of a green-skinned humanoid briefly appeared on the video display, speaking a language I could not initially decipher. It was a short message, not an interactive signal. Further analysis revealed that the message was an urgent warning to disengage our signal immediately. I have since done so. Please do not reactivate the signal until we can determine exactly why this warning was sent.
1: Joe? What? Did you... I think they're looking for aliens here. I just switched on this big transceiver.
2: I think that's the thing we were definitely supposed to leave alone. <laughs> Joe? Let... I can't see Get you. Off me. Let go of me. What's going on? Let... Joe?
1: Thelma? Thelma, honey? Wake up.
2: Um, Mom, I don't want to go to school. I hate nuns. Thelma! What? Where am I? Why are you naked? Why am I naked? Did you...
1: Oh, come on. What do you take me for?
2: Where are we?
1: Hell if I know. If I had to guess... I'd say an alien zoo of some kind. An
2: alien zoo?
1: Yeah, you know, like on about 30 episodes of Star Trek. Or the Twilight Zone. Oh, oh, or the Outer Limits. Two humans, thrown into a cage, amongst other strange animals from across the galaxy, as exhibits in some kind of bizarre menagerie. It's as ubiquitous a trope as the reserved cowboy, or the... The lovesick nun.
2: This isn't some stupid radio play.
1: What an odd thing to say.
2: On the other hand, the available evidence does seem to support your theory. We're in a cage. There are other cages here, containing who knows what. See? I know what I'm talking about. And, I mean... We do live in a town full of Draculas and robots. And I think at least one Dracula robot. Oh, you've met the Nosferatu There are more things in heaven and earth. Ugh,
1: um, don't, don't quote, don't quote Hamlet. I hate Hamlet.
2: What? How can you hate Hamlet? That poor
1: kid is just minding his own business and a ghost comes and ruins his entire life. All right. Difficult for me to watch, is all.
2: Did you get a good look at who threw us in here? Ah, uh,
1: typical aliens. Uh, bulbous heads, giant black eyes, tiny necks. Oh, and uh, blue skin.
2: Girl reporter locked in cell by blue aliens. My boss is going to love this. I can hear her now. Thelma, that's not the kind of paper we run here. The Gazette is sold in newsstands and those metal boxes on the sidewalk, not at the grocery checkout. Only, she'd probably throw seven or eight metaphors in there for good measure.
1: You don't think they want us to... ...you know... ...breed, do you? What? Ew. Cuz, I mean, I'm with you, but... If we have no choice in the matter...
2: You seem to have forgotten that we broke up. And you seem to
1: have forgotten that we're locked in an alien zoo with...
2: What was that? I don't know.
1: Do you want me to hold you?
2: Do you think we're the only two human beings on this planet? Whatever this planet is. Probably. Not even then. Suit yourself. Well,
1: this doesn't bode well.
2: Not especially, no. No. <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> <laughs> are you alright? I'm stuck in a cage on what seems to be an alien planet with my ex-boyfriend, and I'm still naked, but otherwise... I guess so.
1: Can you see anything?
2: Not really. Just a... Wait. There's somebody coming.
1: Another one of those blue-skinned thugs?
2: No, this one's got green skin. Walula, <laughs> muling are you What? I don't... I. Waluda, <laughs> muling... Scuderia Pong.
1: We can't understand you. Mooling Scuderia
2: Moolang. Pong. Nope. Nothing. Well, now here comes one of your blue guys. That's not one of the ones I saw earlier. How can you tell?
1: This guy looks way scarier.
2: I wonder what happens now.
0: What Thelma and Joe were not aware of was that they'd been inadvertently pulled into an interstellar conflict that had been raging for many of their Earth years. They had no way of knowing this, of course, because... Seriously, these are aliens. They don't speak English. And why would they? It's a language that most people on Earth don't even speak. Anyway, long story short, the blue-skinned aliens, led by Captain Scuderius, commanded an aggressive expansionistic empire that held all of known space in its iron grip. Opposing them were the aliens with green skin. See, they hate each other because they have different colored skin. It's an allegory for, you know what, never mind. For the sake of clarity, the following exchange between the two commanders of the opposing forces will be translated into English. We join Captain Scudarius as he faces off with the notorious rebel leader, Captain Salami. Yes, I know how that sounds. It really does lose something in the translation.
1: So, Scudarius, we finally meet, face to face, elbow to elbow, cheek to cheek. I must vanquish you now for the good of the galaxy and
0: the future of civilization itself.
1: Sorry. How appropriate that our final confrontation comes here, in a zoo. When you and your pathetic forces have been defeated, and you will be defeated, we can lock you up with the rest of the inferior specimens. Choose your weapon, Captain. You know what I choose. (laughs) Really, a wooden stick? We have ray guns, you know. The ceremonial pugil sticks of our ancestors have been used to settle disputes like ours for centuries-
0: OW! DICK!
1: Have at you. Now, apparently, they fight to the death. With... wooden
2: sticks? Don't they have ray guns? Hell if I know. Wow, they're really going at it. I wish I had even the faintest idea what any of this was about.
1: That explosion knocked the door loose. You think they'd notice if we... uh...
2: Only one way to find out. (laughs) This is insane. I know. I kind of like it. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. (laughs) But Where are we headed? Whatever this fighting is all about, it's happening in that direction. And that one. And that one. So that narrows our options nicely. There's a
1: structure over there.
2: Should we- After you.
1: Great. Now what do we do? There must be 50 different doors in here.
2: Now we start checking doors for a way out of here. Locked. Locked. Come on, help me. The, uh, commotion
1: is getting closer. There's no way we're going to have time to- Oh.
2: Unless- What? Stand back. Why- What are you going to do? Joe? Is that what it looks like?
1: I don't know. Does it look like the ghosts of every deceased U.S. president just materialized all around me?
2: Well, yes.
1: Then yes. Yes, it is. All right. Listen up, you meddlesome forefathers. You're going to do what I say for once. I don't want to hear any lip from any of you. Especially you, Jefferson. I know things about you. Now, time is short, and I don't have time to explain what's going on. You see that long corridor there? Everyone pick a door. And actually, uh, hang on. Uh, I've taught children long enough to know how this ends. Uh, how about this? Start at the near end. Washington, you take the first one. Then Adams, you take the... That's right, the second one. And so on down the line. Wait, so I gotta take the long walk? That's right, Mr. President. Consider it your penance for Vietnam. Now go, Quickly.
2: How long have you...
1: Since I was a young boy.
2: And this is what you've been hiding from me?
1: Yes. I was hoping I could get this whole situation sorted before we got serious, and I'd never have to burden you with it.
2: Burden me? Are you kidding? This is amazing! Imagine all the things we could learn! (laughs)
1: Yeah, you'd think that. But mostly they just want me to find their bastard children. Or where they buried their secret gold... Or one time where he buried his bastard. This in.
0: one's open!
1: Good job, Fillmore. Come on, let's get out of here.
2: You don't have to tell me twice.
1: There! That shimmering portal thing there. I can see the room we left on the other side. Let's go!
2: Shouldn't we tell your
1: friends? My friends? Oh, them. No, they'll find me. They always find me.
2: We made it. Now let's switch off that transmitter. Which will neatly close the portal thing. How'd you know that would happen? I didn't. I assumed I'd have to, I don't know, reverse the polarities or something. What the hell does that even mean? Mary is never going to believe any of this happened.
1: Maybe you should just limit it to, there's a secret government installation in the vacant lot off Walnut Street.
2: Maybe. Did you really think I wouldn't understand about your whole ghost situation? Yeah, I mean... I don't know. I guess? Maybe? I figure, if we can get through a hostile alien race war together, we can handle a few old dead white men.
1: So, we're no longer broken up?
2: No longer broken up. Oh, good morning. Hi, Ravina. How's the lighthouse? Don't change the subject. You're both... naked.
0: <laughs> Episode 6 of Contentment Corner featured Mark Bosco as the Professor, Robert Cooper as the Narrator, Joseph Ravenson as Righty, Amanda Smith as Ravina Donovan Sorrentino Takahashi Von Schmidt, Sabrina Snyder as Thelma Stanwick, Jason Wallace as Joe Conklin, and Ron Algar Watt as Captain Scuderius and Presidents Johnson and Fillmore with special guest star Jason Ellis as Captain Salami. It was written by Ron Algar Watt and produced by Algar Productions. Copyright 2016. (laughs) Freeze frame.